0: well hello folks and welcome to we the people this is the american soccer podcast in which you're going to get to know everything that you need to know about the u.s men's national team i'm clayton
1: i'm a rapper i'm ty i'm a web designer
0: and we love the Nats.
1: it's jordan's team now it's we the people it's we the people it's we the
0: people. It's we the people. The game was USA versus Jamaica. Second game of the the camp, which is supposed to not be called Camp Cupcake. January camp. Uh, February 3rd, 2017. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Bruce Arena's second game in command. We're going to dive into all the deets of this game. And uh, the time to come as we build towards World Cup qualifying versus Honduras. Uh, so let's start out, as we always do, with a quick lineup. Shall we do it, Ty? Give it to us. Lineup, boys! Luis Robles. This is goal, the please. real
1: who are these people? <laughs> this
0: is yeah.
1: We should have done a "Who are these people?" section yeah, on our, our own, own team. team. I had to write yeah. a whole
0: lot of first names down. Usually, don't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We saw Walker Zimmerman and Steve Burnbaum as our center backs. We saw Jorge Vialfanya and Graham Zusi. Some guy named Graham Zusi was it's our uh, captain. It's
1: Graham. Graham. Graham.
0: Graham Zusi. Gra, gra, uh, our captain. At right back. In the midfield, uh, we'd see Dax McCarty like and... Be- I never Dax. thought I would see the damn day. We saw Dax McCarty and Benny Failhaber uh, as Labs. our center midfielders. We saw Chris Pontius, 29-year-old Chris Pontius, and, of course, Sebastian Lejet, the story of the day. And up front, we'd get to see Juan Agadello and Jordan Morris, J-Mo Smooth, at... J-Mo Smooth something. Jordan Morris. One Jordan Morris shows good athletic qualities. Uh, Folks, this game was not too unlike the previous friendly. There was a lot of positive play happening, but it was against a far inferior Jamaican side, and it seemed ultimately not to have the bite necessary to, uh, let's say, win a World Cup, uh, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seemed to be a team that was was well-organized and well-structured, but playing with low intensity and ultimately to little little effect. However, uh, at halftime, we'd see David Bingham in goal, so we got to see a bunch of different goalkeepers this camp, and then no further subs, which allowed the original eleven to eventually produce a goal through uh, Benny Failhaber on a counterattack, uh, linking up to Jordan Morris, I believe, from Dax McCarty. But uh, some some sort of a transition attack. Benny Failhaber finally having an, an effective final pass in this game just moments before being subbed off the field uh, for Michael Bradley. Uh, Dax McCarty would come off as well for Darlington Nagby. We'd then get nice. to see uh, Bedoya. And, of course, the blast from the past master of Egyptian uh Curse Scarab Powders, Necomancy. serums. We got to see Demarcus Beasley once again. Thanks for coming, Demarcus. Demarcus Beasley, <laughs> thank you for being here. Uh, have a have a jog out there. This game would end one to zero. USA would win uh, unconvincingly. Ty, what's your first impressions?
1: Well, I I was uh, distinctly disappointed prior to the goal uh, by. The inconsistency that we had from the previous outing, our, yeah, my, my hope our coming out exactly. Of that
0: game they, that's my first notice that we would have system.
1: a little bit of uh, system consistency between the two matches, and we really didn't. We didn't see a lot of the we same, didn't. you know, tactical characteristics that we did in the first match, and I couldn't quite understand why. Um, it felt like the I mean, justification yeah. for using such a for being so conventional and so oriented towards the old guys in the first match was that we're getting ready for this huge qualifier and we don't have any time to waste and I was kind of down with that reasoning and then all of a sudden this shows up right so so, so it does
0: it seems like they were you know they're trying to get Agudelo and Morris on the field at the same time give them an even look. Uh, it did seem like Dax McCarty and Failhaber had a one stays, one goes. There were similarities tactically, but it did seem like it was being pushed around just so we could get a look at two strikers at the same time, and, and that right. was disappointing.
1: Right, right, and it felt like a big um, a big opportunity missed to continue to see LeJet uh, centrally again, and he, he did well out on the wing. But I it, it seemed from the first game like there was a very deliberate attempt to audition LeJet to be the Jermaine Jones uh, replacement, and instead it looked like he was just becoming one of you know a a, a very large group of wingers um, these days. And so I I felt like uh, it was kind of a missed opportunity to establish those patterns of play that we had started to create in the first match. But it, I guess the coaching staff's priorities were different, and they just wanted the typical. January camp outcomes of, you know, getting everybody a couple minutes, including um, even even our undead players, our players who have passed away undead
0: players are players too. have been
1: resurrected <laughs> in order to lend experience to the camp. They, they wanted to make sure, you know, equal opportunity, like um, it's a very, very modern idea. Even, yeah, even, it's unbelievable. Even how the deceased many... should be yeah. allowed to take the field. You know? Do
0: you realize how few deceased players there are out there relative right, right, to exactly. live players? Yeah, exactly. It's not, I mean, exactly. it can't possibly it's, be it's merit-based. It's disgusting,
1: Clayton. It's it disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> it's
0: disgusting. We've got to get these good undead you, players DeMarcus. on the field.
1: So thank good you, DeMarcus. You. Great funeral, by the way, DeMarcus. <laughs> Damn, that shit <laughs> sure was popping that was awesome. off, That bro. shrimp cocktail was popping
0: off. <laughs> oh, that was such a good...
1: Great. I can't I'm wait to go to the next one. Loss. DeMarcus. Sorry for your loss. Sorry for the loss of your own <laughs> life, Demarcus. Great to see you back on the field. What is he like seventy-eight? He's over
0: in the corner morning. just like making a croaking clicking noise in response. Juggling a ball. There oh, yeah, while juggling. While juggling. Walker Even Zimmerman in is dead. like I just admire him so much. I yes. he, for his lead for his maturity and his, his leadership. leadership. Nice game, Walker Zimmerman. Good job. Nice little game you put together there. Uh, the sur- for sure the only surprise appearance of the January camp has got to sure, be sure. one Walker Zimmerman.
1: Zims. Yeah, he he was he was solid, and I think it it goes to show uh, there are positions where American players, see, where where the American uh, development system seems to consistently produce competence. You know. And center back and goalkeeper are two of those positions. And um, I was watching before the match uh, some of the ESPN guys talking about um, the the fact that there isn't actually a clear number one now. And it it feels like even if you know Guzan were were somehow out of the picture, and even if Howard were out of the picture, that we'd be okay. You know, one of these guys they're not the best. But I don't feel like we we would ever end up with a real liability there, and it feels like center back is is rather similar, where even the like third tier guys like Zimmerman uh, seem pretty solid and are are, are strong at uh, at club level. So
0: it it does seem that way that we're able to produce qu- like a number of good options. It's frustrating that we can't get two center backs in there every game or together at the same time. I yeah, mean, how many yeah. games have Brooks Gonzalez played together?
1: Right, very few. Two? And, it's One? The, the, the big reason behind that is uh, the club schedule. So, you know, Gonzalez played in MLS, now plays in Mexico. <laughs> and, um, you know, Beasler plays in MLS and and Birnbaum in MLS. And so our top tier of center back candidates are split between three very different geographic uh, locations and also schedules. So... Um, a lot of the time when, when two of our guys are, are in season, the other two aren't in season. And so that each, each individual fixture date presents its own kind of combination of factors that lend, uh, that lend us to need to mix things up more often than your average national team. Because like, you know, the other national teams aren't even playing this kind of camp. So the fact yeah. that we introduce, uh, instability in that position because of games that other teams don't have to play shouldn't really count against. The stability that we do have so it, it does feel like at the very least brooks is locked in and then it seems as if when cameron is healthy that he'll be locked in as well but you never know what what bruce will decide that seemed to be the,
0: the yeah and um, landon know, landon easier. donovan in the broadcast seem to have the inside scoop on bruce's approach to injury which is to wait for full health he does not want to waste a sub on an injured player no matter what the quality and this yeah, is coming from could, Landon you could Donovan. Especially, you can imagine uh, the situation he, he was faced with this reality, you know. For sure. I know you're sure. Landon, but I can't waste a sub on you, Landon.
1: Right, right, exactly. And you could especially see that for a center back, right? Because that's, that's you yeah. know, two of the 11 that you never expect to sub out. So, right, you know, and I I, I I can see the logic behind that. Hopefully Cameron does recover in time for the camp. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later, but... Um... You know, it looks like uh, for the meantime, it'll probably be Brooks and Omar, but neither of them were available for this camp. So of course, we have to try other options, and uh, you know, it's just that's just part of the U.S. program. Um, we have to deal with those those little wrinkles. Sure. Uh, but it does give us a chance to explore deeper into the pool and and you know, see some qualities in these players, uh, see the ability for them to step up. And I,
0: I desperately wanted David Bingham to have like. To make like an irrational choice to try to catch, like a long distance shot instead of parry it, just to impress everybody.
1: Right, right, just to do, do something just, or do a just scorpion do save or something, yeah. like
0: make himself something to make himself <laughs> stick
1: out. Do the noise. There's noyer so many you of you out there, sweeper keeper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was pretty hard to notice uh, Bingham or, or Robles. Robles made one save at the end of the half. Um, yeah. That was pretty nice, uh, but other than that, neither goalkeeper had much to do. Jamaica seemed pretty poor in general. Um, and, uh, well, you know, what we highlighted coming into the game was not giving them chances to, um, for, for good set pieces. And it seemed like the U S team did that at times. Uh, there was one play in the second half where, um, I can't remember who it was, but they, they very cleverly allowed the Jamaican team to play their advantage and encourage yeah. them yeah, to I continue trying yeah. to play their advantage instead of giving them a set piece. Um, which I thought was a smart. That tactic. was Brad Evans. Saw... That was yeah, Brad Evans, Evans right.
0: coming in for Graham Zusi, and it was right, like, ah, right. oh, this is what it's like to have a defender over here. Uh, right. <laughs> Graham Zusi, man, was not good. He was two games, two games deep now. Got looked at, looked like he got beat out both games. He looked he, like he was, he was, out to wash or I'm uh, mixing. Phrases, out but to, he, was, he was out, out in the ocean dry. and he was out to dry and he was all wet and dry. and he's, he's a greenhorn and, and like, he's being washed and dried and tumbled out there. <laughs>
1: Take it to the cleaners. Taken to the cleaners. He, he did get taken to the cleaners once. He had by his bank the... robbed and his pocket he snatched. He had his mind <laughs> snatched by this uh, cyber warrior he from Jamaica. Had his mind he
0: just, snatched out there. Owned
1: him. Owned mind him snatched on the outside on that one play. Um, that was that was late in the first half. Yes,
0: that the, number um, eleven Burke for Jamaica had a good yeah, had a nice yeah.
1: outing. A pretty looks, good run uh, there. Looks athletic, uh, lanky fella. A lot of good qualities. Very expected qualities. About a yard per second faster than. Oh man. Zusi, so much.
0: It was like, he, it was like, Oh, he muscled Zeusy off. Oh nope. no, there was no contact. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just oh, man. ran by him. He just um, simply skipped around him.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I don't think the U S soccer program needs to bend over backwards to accommodate the phenomenal talents of graham zussi I well think apparently the we u.s soccer Say, federation
0: does think that they're giving him the damn armband he must be the man in camp because what he does on the field is not that impressive
1: yeah that is mysterious to me i, I guess i get it he, he's been to a world cup um i'm trying to think through the starting 11 thinking if anyone else was a world cup player except for Zusi.
0: Well, yeah, I guess I if you do so. look at this starting 11, it's like, who are you yeah. going to give it to? Morris?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like,
0: exactly. who else has played? You, I, I can see Dax McCarty, but he just hasn't had the presence on the team.
1: Right, know? right. Well, and yeah, so Dax was uh, at the center of my frustration in, in the match because um, I was expecting them to continue to try the number six uh, going between the center backs during the build up which I think is a really important tactic and, and yeah and it that. wasn't
0: happening with Dax It wasn't McCarty. happening. And do you I, think that no was in the Dax plans? Do that, there's no reason why I can't do that. Do you think that was in the plans because when Bradley did come on, it immediately shifted to that. Right, so is right. that just no, Bradley I, is that just Bradley being better at at orchestrating that or is that a tactical shift that they only are going to do that when Bradley's on the field?
1: Dax is a smart guy and I I I can't imagine that there would be instructions for him to not do it and or for, for him to do it and, and for him not to. So right. I have to imagine that they, they just think, you know, this is something that Bradley does that the other players don't, which is not the way I would be thinking about it. I would be thinking about it as a system, but, you know, I, I guess it's what they want to do. So, you know, it, it was disappointing to me. And Morris, um, you know, moving more towards individual performances, Morris I thought was quite poor in the first half, obviously redeemed himself with a with a fine goal, um, well yeah, I, very I Morrissey, he had a, a few wayward touches.
0: Yeah, he had yeah, a so few sloppy touches. touches.
1: Yeah, um and didn't just didn't seem up for it. Like Agadello as well, just like they I what I was noting during the match was they they didn't seem hungry to score. You know, and Agadello seemed very hungry to nutmeg people and dribble around <laughs> people in the midfield and Man, make tackles. Agadello is the, which is is the great. most
0: underwhelming underwhelming talent. I mean, he's obviously he's got the moves. He can he can boogie, but he just produces nothing.
1: For all of Bobby Woods' faults, he cares so much about scoring. <laughs> it's it's yeah. as if his life depends on it every single match, and I I like that mentality. And um, you know, Morris. They said after he missed the the one on one in the first half, like, oh, look how frustrated he looks. I was like, he's not frustrated enough. That was a uh-huh. guilt edge chance that he obviously has to score every time you have to score that. And and he blew it. He just So, you know, I I, I was uh I was kind of bummed after the first half and then the second half leading up to the goal, I I felt like um, you know, the the combination play was pretty good and throughout the game Lejet was pretty good and Failhaber eventually comes up with this moment of of genius to, to spring uh Morris and Morris makes the run. So I I felt like the goal gave me Enough to uh, to to feel positive about coming out of the camp and you know very much a C team kind of U.S. Yeah, the uh, goal side. was the
0: goal was crucial for how we look back on this and it was and it's a very Jordan Morrissey to do this he to maybe not not have the cleanest game but still score I mean that's that's what I love about Jordan Morris so if Jordan Morris doesn't score and maybe i just have you know rose colored glasses for the kid but if he emerald colored I, I tend to just uh, emerald yeah i tend to just think that when he doesn't score he seems to he seems to do everything else well and when he's not doing other things well he seems to score you know
1: that's a interesting way to look at it i don't i don't have any evidence against that i think you're like that that, that matches with my perception of how he's played he just
0: um, he has a sense for the game. Question, why are we viewing Chris Pontius at age 29 for his first time involved with this team? Why? Why oh for my. for a well, mediocre, I mean, me, like if he was like if he was like this this uh glorious late bloomer that was shredding it up, then fine, but he's like a a decent prospect for like f- deep on the bench.
1: Yeah, so Chris Pontius, at age twenty-three and twenty-four, kind of early in the Jurgen Klinsmann era, uh, was a, was a pretty hot uh, player, and has had had been on the lips of the you know geek out U.S. soccer, uh, whatever Twitterati uh, for a <laughs> long Twitterati. time and and so it feels like he his name has always kind of been in the pot as a out of left field young prospect who who might be become an impact player someday and it feels like that reputation is the reason why he's been continued to be given chances but it's it's evident that he's not quite up to this level he was uh, the weak part MLS of the grams
0: but... he was the weak part of the Pontius Zussi pairing he was Zussi the pairing. weak part of that pairing yeah. Yeah, that pairing which I hate. I I I wish I never said that. I hate my mouth now for saying that. that, that <laughs> those words.
1: It's just you know, it's just January camp things, and I, I I wouldn't give it too much mind. the The thing I'm paying more attention to is Leggett playing really well yeah. out on so the So Leggett was, was good.
0: viafania was good. Leggett and viafania together, good. We're good. Uh, yes. Solid. Um, yeah. I think Legette's there. I think he's at the level that we need for somebody to step in for one game to cover to cover Jermaine Jones. I perso- I'm going to go ahead and just throw my vote into the into the hat and say he's there, you know? I don't I don't think that he is a candidate to take that spot from Jermaine Jones right now. No. Nah, Unfortunately, yeah, I wish yet. I wish I wish we had anybody who could take that fucking Position from Jermaine Jones, I, but I, I do not think he's there. But I think he's ready to fill in in Honduras and get us through that game and help us get a W.
1: Agreed. And um, I've been watching a little bit of uh, Ingolstadt over in Germany.
0: Is is that where the they... young man plays
1: his ball? Uh, no, it's not. It's where another young man plays his ball, Alfredo Morales. Blast from the past. Oh yeah, another boy.
0: Never never been so hot on Alfredo
1: Morales myself. Uh, indeed, indeed. Um, but in the interest of looking for Jermaine Jones replacements, he has been starting and playing okay for an Ingolstadt team that, uh, is not a good team, but is a real Bundesliga team, <laughs> <laughs> real life, uh, this Bundesliga real life, team, people. Real and, and, um, you know, I was just thinking about Leggett and and him having the opportunity to play in these games, whereas you have guys like Morales who aren't because they're they're busy with European club commitments. And I think there's a couple guys over there who might merit it even more than Leggett. Uh, you know, continued consideration for that kind of spot. But it, it feels like uh, the momentum from this camp and the fact that we have like recent tape on on Leggett in a U.S. shirt will probably lead to his inclusion sure ah, and there's the LA it.
0: Galaxy connection the galaxy you know LeJet and Bruce Arena have a thing going on and this yep. is it's one of those things like is that a key re- part of why LeJet's here yes of course it is but uh you know don't be jealous nobody else is nobody else is uh, head and shoulders above LeJet right now so the right, man right. the man got an opportunity and he's taking it and and I I can Live with that. I'm okay with that. Maybe someone else is one or two percent better and just isn't in the mix right now, like Al- Alfredo Morales, perhaps. But for me, you know, when people get people get their opportunity in this way, this is how it works. It's how it worked for Jordan Morris, and he took that. You know, it's how it worked for it's how it worked for Sasha Klushin, and he didn't take that opportunity. It's how it worked for Benny Failhaber, and he didn't take that opportunity. So,
1: at certain moments, yeah, absolutely. Um. And there is something to the club-to-country connection, and I feel like it, it's kind of unfortunate that it's real, but it is real. That you know the fact that Bruce has worked with certain Galaxy players will lead to them performing better for the national team than they otherwise would because of that level of comfort. Um, so I think that's that's probably going to be a theme of this tenure: is that we'll see uh, certain GLC Zardes type oh players Lord. who maybe have frustrated us uh in in the u.s shirt but uh the fact that there's that history with with bruce will will shine through and then yeah if the, it's Giassi
0: the... art as i take back everything i just said <laughs> no respect i um, all jelly i think it it's extends
1: bullshit. at large to the rest of the mls players who arena yeah, has had a does. chance to see more intimately than the um than the European base, and I think
0: in guys. this case, there you know, to an extent, that's a good thing. the The pendulum ought to swing, and we ought to, you know, we ought to have MLS should should get a focus um, for some period of time as as and be mined for its goods by somebody who's aware, deeply entrenched in the MLS culture. I think that's a good thing for a certain amount of time, and maybe yeah. maybe the next coach has more of a European focus, and we move forward, uh, building from both.
1: Right, right. Well, and there, there is always the phenomenon that the World Cup uh, in Russia will be in the summer. The next one will be in the winter. But typically, the World Cup comes in the summer. It comes at a moment where the European-based players are drained from big, big, uh, long seasons, and the the best of those players are playing in the Champions League in the middle yeah. of the week uh, for for the that stretch um, from you know February through or March through through May. And so these guys are really, really gassed. And you see a lot of the top guys come into the World Cup. You see uh, nations that are laden with these top-level players, like England, conti- you know, consistently underperform in the summer because of this uh, effect of fatigue. And you see a lot of the top yeah. names not doing well. Unfortunately, we, see, see, we saw
0: that with Messi as well, missing out yeah, on the World see, Cup. Yeah, we see
1: that with Messi for sure. Um, but that is a he,
0: tragedy of the modern game. I've said it before in, uh, and I'll say it again. Argentina it versus tragedy. Germany, that final. Man, what, what's his name who ripped his groin muscle open and played stopper so well for Argentina?
1: Oh my, I, I've
0: never heard of this. What's his name, dude? He, uh, oh no, he's extremely famous, plays stopper for Argentina. He's... He's terribly famous, Mascherano. Uh,
1: he ripped his groin. Yeah,
0: yeah. He had aye he, aye t- aye. he tore a groin muscle of some sort and played through that Ooh, entire boy. final. I, I, he may have played multiple games with that injury in that World Cup, and they had and and he was the driving force for that Argentina team, playing alongside the greatest player of the modern age, who was like, you know, all right. But Mas- and Mascherano with a torn groin is, is saving the day. But, of course, Jeez. you could say about Mascherano what, what we could say about Messi. You know, he probably played just as many games. So. Right, right. I still, exactly. I still I mean, think it's sad. I still think it's sad that we don't, we don't have, like, a, a vintage Messi World Cup performance. And that was it, man. If he could have torn down the German Giants in that World Cup, that, I mean, there would be no question about his impact on the, the world
1: game. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so the, the converse of that is that the MLS players end up having an advantage. And if you think back to the last World Cup, that was kind of the last time we saw Graham Zusi do anything. He served in a, a, a sumptuous ball to uh, the, the gorgeous shining head of, of John Brooks. Oh, was that a Zusi corner? the most important goal of the Jurgen Klinsmann era. That was a Zussi corner. The two substitutes combining in that match, um, and and did well in general in Brazil. Uh, and you see this a lot with a you know D- uh, DeAndre Yedlin comes to mind uh, coming onto the field, and and you know Yedlin is not able to cover Eden Hazard uh, that effectively in 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 January. It's the fact that Hazard has gone through a a long European season of bruising tackles, and then this kid pops out of Seattle in the middle of of the season and is able (laughs) to run around him. He's fresh. He's got
0: his hair cut this morning.
1: So I feel like uh, an emphasis on MLS players does benefit us in general as long as those MLS players are of sufficient quality. Um, And that's that's the big question is, you know, uh, as the tide is shifting... Will it shift quickly enough that that uh, that that we get kind of left behind or or end up end up sacrificing talent to to a, a larger degree than the one percent or two percent that you mentioned? Um, so what do you
0: mean? What's the negative possibility here?
1: Well, the negative possibility is that Alfredo Morales really is much better <laughs> than uh-huh. Sebastián yeah. lejet and it's we're just not really hard to see because of the the. Because he's graded on a curve, or right. not graded on a curve, you know it, that, that that we um, that we incorrectly associate success in ML, in, in the domestic league with uh, with true skill or impact on the on the national team stage, um, because we get to see those players all the time, and because they they aren't facing as as stiff competition week in and week out. Um, so, so just it, it, yeah.
0: yeah. So just to wrap up. Uh, our analysis of this game here a little bit um, as we start to look forward to the future. Uh,
1: a couple other,
0: a couple other win losses here. Uh, Failhaber lost. Come on, that was not. Aside from his his only good play was the goal, which came after an hour of opportunities uh, to do something, and nothing came of it. You know, he barely, he barely, that's, that's how I felt. That's how I felt. I I know, I, I know in your impressions, you felt better about Failhaber. I was disappointed, you know, having, I've only seen him come off the bench in that previous game and I saw him play once for Sporting Kansas City versus Seattle and he looked really good and, and really dynamic, and I expected to see something more like the performance we got from Darlington Nagby a couple of days ago. Uh, but what I actually saw was something more like Sasha in a couple days ago, which is good, not great, and not good enough. Like, they're, feuds aside, getting iced out of the team aside, you know, you're still someone who's in consideration but not an obvious impact player for us. Benny right,
1: right. Well, I I felt like uh, he had the chances to make an impact on the game, but that the players in front of him didn't make the runs and do the things that you need in order to slip. So you're past pinning that, that you're becomes... pinning that more
0: on Agadello and Morris than on Failhaber.
1: Absolutely, i I felt like that was one of the critical failures in the first half was that Failhaber got on the ball several times between the lines, and that Agadello and Morris were just were were hesitant and were not able to were not committing to runs and. I've, I just felt like, God, just just make a damn run. Like, stop waiting for him to play the ball. Just make the run and hope he sees you. And if he doesn't see you, then you run back, you know? Um, but it seemed like Agadello in particular, like, just maybe he feels, like, embarrassed by, like, <laughs> going out there and sprinting five yards and then having to sprint back. I don't know. It, it seems <laughs> like something you see you see the great strikers do all the time is you just test and test and test, and eventually it comes off. Um, but But these guys seem to be... Maybe it's just the... Lack of chemistry or the, um, the, you know, nerves of making a, a start for the U.S. Yeah. In the first time in a well, while or something. Yeah, you know,
0: like. I don't know. I can agree with you on Agadello. I thought Morris had a couple of those runs where the ball was played just a couple yards too far or he would have been in and, and he was, it seemed like he took a couple bites, uh, at the cherry before he scored, sure. and that's kind of how you're supposed to do it. So that's why we talk about this game. We always see it from a different perspective. Indeed, Guys, indeed. reach out to us with your perspective. Whose fault was it that we couldn't finish? Was it Benny Failhopper setting up the opportunities, or Agadello and Morris closing them out? Reach out to us on Twitter: WTP Wilbert Tango Pizza pod at W-T-P-Pod. uh You ah, can find us on the W-T-P. interwebs, interwebs. And you can reach out to us there. That's been one of the most fun things about doing this show.
1: Indeed. And where where should you go if you want to say nice things about the show on a podcast? Yeah, if, if you
0: have the urge to proclaim your love and affection for the We The People podcast, uh, please do review us on iTunes. That's the best place to do it. And it will have a significant impact on our ability to reach new listeners. Uh, if we can get some more reviews in there. So give us a rating of some kind out of five. We like fives. Uh, right. We're down with fives, but right. free country. I'll you know, Speak your mind. I'll take a four. Uh, and then leave us some some comments down there. Let us know what you think. Maybe uh, we'll read your, your review on the show.
1: Right. So you're getting used to read the reviews, and... Um... Now that he's no longer with us, we have to work something There's, out.
0: <laughs> There's a vacuum, a black There's hole has been vacuum. created in the We the People podcast, and we don't. Yeah. We, we I can't say we know exactly what we're gonna do. Once again, if you guys have thoughts on the matter, reach out to us on reach Twitter. Out to us. Tell us what do you want to hear. One of us. Uh, Mumble mumble through a Bruce Arena impersonation. You want us to get Bruce Arena in the box? We could do that. We could. We you want could me to bring... get Long
1: Island. I can get Long Island. <laughs> we could All do right. that.
0: We can bring. We could. We could. Bring Jurgen back potentially, on the show for time. I wonder. Design. I
1: actually wonder how Jurgen Klinsman feels about. Is he paying attention? Probably not. He's probably like on the beach, right? <laughs> or is he like? Well, it's hard it, to say. Like he may the spend the rest of his life. Yeah, this may be his
0: thing. This may be his new thing. It's
1: Facebook stalking the team. Yeah. Is he Is he is he watching like yelling things at the television about all the stupid things that Arena is doing?
0: It's got yeah, yeah we don't we don't what know do we would have to talk we have to pull
1: him out the box we and would talk have to talk ourselves. to him about it we would have to talk to him about it that's true. It is you gotta
0: uh, you gotta admit that if Jurgen rolled out the same starting lineup, I think uh, people would have gone ape shit. I, I think we'd have gone ape shit. I think and I, and you know I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about us right now. I'm talking about we the we
1: peeps. we the people would have gone dude because I, th- I think we
0: I think man. I think we would have been pretty fucking pissed to see Chris Pontius if it was Jurgen Klinsman. But I didn't even think to complain until partway through the second game because it was Bruce Arena.
1: Yep, fair enough. And uh, my takeaway to kind of recap the whole camp is um, we went into it saying these are scrimmages, you know, this, this stuff does not matter. Uh, and it's cool to see kind of what the what the coach is, is into and wants to do, and it's cool to see some individual performances and maybe some players surprise you or cement their their uh, status uh, within the group like Darlington Nagby has. Um, Absolutely he has. And I would say like Michael Bradley did, actually. Michael too. Bradley
0: did, too. This is a good point. Bradley and Nagby come in around the 60th minute after Jordan Morris scores, and the team looks different. A tactical yep. shift has been made. Bradley is pulling everything out from between the two center backs. Magby is, is a little bit higher up, more in a number 10 role. And although they didn't produce a goal and Magby couldn't quite find his way through, it did just feel a lot more secure. The team seemed to have much more clear identity.
1: Indeed. And um, Dax McCarty's a good player. Uh, a, a standout, uh, a captain of a our former captain of a, of a really strong team uh, in MLS, a successful MLS player for a long time. And you can only see by comparison how good Michael Bradley is.
0: Yeah, we forget about it. We forget about it.
1: Everything that McCarty can do, Bradley can do better. And Bradley can do even more things than McCarty can do so i head. guess except heading that's it.
0: Yeah, somehow <laughs> of yeah. these somehow, two dax... relatively
1: short people dax mccarty somehow has the the the, the, the edge with heading. i don't know what the numbers
0: um, are here but we got a we got a regular size person and a short person in my opinion
1: sure sure i'll give you that i'll give you that I, I, dax mccarty streaming in he's stre- not, include, not, if you, not if you add in the, the hair volume <laughs> if you give dax the hair that's yeah. that's like four solid inches. This is like Conan-esque.
0: He puts his pumps on and he gets out there, and right? He, and right. he times his jump just perfect,
1: right? So, um, so Dax McCarty in pumps is 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 about seventy <laughs> percent of the player that Michael Bradley and Flats yeah, you see is.
0: it. You 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 realize, and I did not realize when I signed on. To, to get down with the U.S. fandom and and become... An, I would consider myself an outlaw and a fan of this team. I did not realize how much Michael Bradley I'd be watching. After watching this game versus Jamaica, I am c- now coming to terms with the reality that I will be watching this man play for a long, long time. It's going to be a little many, while. many, many games. Because he's good. He's good. And, and I can only imagine when you're in camp and... and you know, one scrimmage side has Michael Bradley, and the other scrimmage side doesn't. It must just be so evident to these players how important Michael Bradley is to the U.S. team.
1: So, and and what we're witnessing is the uh, embrace of Michael Bradley as a number six for the U.S. team, which has happened at club level and has not happened yet uh, at the international level. And it reminds me of a, a quote about Busquets. I think it was by uh, Luis Enrique or one of the other Barcelona coaches at some point. He said. Uh, if you watch the game, you never see Busquets. If you watch Busquets, you see the game. Yep. Woof. Booyah. Woof. Woof! So anyway, salt, Michael I'll Brown... Anyway, that was a tangent. That was a tangent. So, the the point I was trying to make is, we said this is, uh, this is not relevant. These aren't real games. These are scrimmages. Um, where we really need to <laughs> keep ourselves honest... Uh, and consistent with regard to how we perceive uh, uh, Arena's skill is with these qualifiers. And if we yeah. if we watch the team come out and we see them play uh, Honduras and namely Panama, where it's an away game, um, in a different manner than we've been used to seeing the team play, uh, I think that will that will give us a lot of data on uh, on how the team is changing or not changing and bettering or, or, or worsening. Uh, yeah, under, we're going to see.
0: The and and the, to me the question ultimately is I think a lot of people, many coaches can get this team to play organized and to have to have a tactical vision, but only uh excellent coaches will be able to get these players to step up. And I think that's the difference between US and Belgium is having players who can who can um ratchet the tempo up in high-pressure scenarios and produce something excellent from time to time. And that's what's going to take us to the next level. And I think the question is, can Bruce do that for a player like Darlington Nagby, who clearly has the ability to be a game-changing player for us? Can Bruce bring that out of Nagby? Can he put him in an environment uh, that will elicit that and, and I think Michael Bradley it's the same. Can Bruce we've been we've had a very tepid Michael Bradley for a couple of years now. You know? Right. Can Bruce, you, you can wonder, Bruce get um, the world class Michael Bradley out there on the field?
1: In in the World Cup, if you think back to uh to the to the World Cup in Brazil, uh, after the Josie Altador injury in the first game, uh, Clint Dempsey came forward in the field and became kind of the point striker. And that brought Michael Bradley up to playing the number ten role that we didn't bring anyone else to play. Um, and so you think back. Well, that was kind of the beginning of his sort of tepid stretch, where it felt like he'd gone from ascending the the uh, status of of uh, of players in the in the U.S. pool to kind of staying level. And it feels like it feels like he we're finally resetting in a way that. Uh, is putting him back in a natural position for him, where he feels comfortable, where he's playing for his club, where he probably has the most practice and, and experience, even dealing with the players he's dealing with um, for the U.S. team. Uh, so it feels like it's a platform for Michael to to do his best. and mm. And this World Cup is he's going to be thirty. Um this is we it, If we were Michael. to make the World Cup, so this is this is the one. It it's the it's the um, the perfect confluence for a cerebral player where you still have enough of your physical talents to express your intellectual gifts yeah and and he had all these so intellectually gifted yeah that that if it feels like this could be the one where he really pulls it all together and it is and it needs to be
0: and this to yeah if he wants to have like a a Claudio Reina reputation for this team he needs to he needs to have some really special games Altidore as well and this is for those two players in particular, this is their chance. They're back with Bruce, baby. Bruce is back. They're going into Russia at the, at the, as as clearly established leaders on this team. This, to me, this World Cup will uh, dictate how they're remembered in the history of this game. Are they just a link in the chain to the uh, Pulisic and uh, Emerson Heineman era, or are they are they Gonna be it's two Emerson's players that, team now. It's Emerson's team now. Are they going to be two <laughs> players that just kind of uh, that that rose the level of this nation's game, you know, and and really helped us establish ourselves in the world as
1: as decent at this little game we like so much? And in order to do that, we have to get there. And in order to get there, it we really need to get three points against Honduras. In March in San Jose.
0: That's what all this is leading to. That's what all this is leading to. Va-va-va-aux. So Va-va-aux. I have
1: a, I have a big question for you, and I'm gonna put you on the spot a little drop bit. Drop it. Drop it. Uh, what's your lineup? Oh, oh baby. Start in the back. Whew. All right, I'm Two getting. I'm searching for a pen. It, we're assuming Jack Cameron's
0: out. Woo-hoo. We're about to do this. I can't find a pen. I'm flipping the same paper over a number of times. <laughs> and now I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so uh, everyone's uh, uh, we're everyone's all down. players from all club. Everybody's sitting. All players Everybody's from all clubs, but not but, Jeff Cameron. But we're gonna yeah. do real life scenario, which is no Jeff Cameron. We'll say we'll yep. assume Jeff Cameron doesn't make it back. We'll say no Clint Dempsey.
1: Yep, no Dempsey. We'll,
0: and and obviously no Jermaine Jones.
1: No Jermaine Jones. That's for sure.
0: Okay, that's for sure. All right. Ooh. Uh I I am going to go I'll I'll start in goal. I think it's going to be uh, uh is it who I think it's going to be or what I want it to be?
1: What you want. What who I want. You would play. Okay.
0: Yeah. I want the U.S. to have. I want the U.S. to have a number one goalkeeper. I think Nick Rimando would do a great job, but I'd rather see Guzan have like a good stretch of play and be the obvious choice. Okay, so that's that's I mean, where I'm at with that. Guzan and goal.
1: Guzan and goal.
0: And then locking we got in, two lock, locking it in. Cock-ong, cock-ong. <laughs> locking it in. Kakon. Locking it in. I guess I'll go Brooks Gonzo. On this, I got no problem yeah. with Gonzo. He's a big boy. Got, big boy. Got big burly boy. Got some problems with that, and then and then things start to get a little bit more difficult here. Yeah, things. Go uh, I I think there. I'm not yet ready to move on from the from the DeAndre Yedlin era. And here. he's red
1: hot in, in, in Is England he red or hot? Or I I want to give
0: I want to give Yedlin a, another chance uh, here. And I'll be the first one to shit on Yedlin if he has a terrible game, but I do, <laughs> I do want to give him another chance. Right back, Yedlin. Uh, Fabian Johnson at the left, okay? Yep. And then we're, I will, I'll do Sebastian Legette, Michael Bradley, and Darlington Nagby as our three in the middle. Spicy. Uh, I'll want to see uh, Bedoya. Ooh and Christian Pulisic. I'm trying to think if there's a better choice for right midfield right now. Well, it I guess, could be I that guess it um... could be Zardes, it could be Wood. Maybe maybe we'll do that. We'll do we'll do Wood and Pul- so we so it's three in the middle, right? With Bradley
1: Nags uh, at the 10.
0: Nags and Leggett. And then we've got Bobby Wood on the right, uh, Christian Pulisic on the left. Mm. And Altador <laughs> as a striker, lone striker. Boom! Boom! On the spot. Ready at, ready at all times. Ready at all times.
1: R A A T. Ready at
0: all times. <laughs> Bruce, watch your back. <laughs> I could do this. I could do this job. What's it? What do I'm you think? I'm down. What I do think I've I I have... Any major misses here? Did I forget anybody?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I, 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 I might have maybe one or two changes. Um. But uh given that, that Jones is out, that does restrict us in the middle quite a bit. And so if we if we think we want to have someone in there who has good energy and uh and you know, badassness, I think Sebastian Legette seems to be a good choice.
0: Oh yeah, and he's gonna try uh, so hard. Oh man he's try so much so hard. trying is gonna happen. That is him. that
1: is one thing that we have learned from this camp is that he's a trier. He he doesn't give up on loose balls, he throws himself into challenges, he uh he see he, he sees an opportunity to go at somebody and he wants to do it, you know. Yeah. And it's and, and it
0: may be that he's a trier because he's a trier, and it may be that he's a trier because of the circumstance. Like it's so right, obvious right. that this is his window. Right, uh but exactly. either way, we'll take it, dude. We'll take trying. We'll take it.
1: And I I you know, I remember when he first came to LA, it was in the middle of the season. Uh and he it was kind of Uh, super unclear whether he was actually talented or was always just kind of a hyped prospect because he was coming in from West Ham and he hadn't really played much for West Ham. Uh, And he lit up MLS for a couple months. So he clearly has that attribute in him where when eyes are on him, when people are doubting whether he's good, that he steps up. And so that's that's a wave that we can ride. And that's
0: good, yeah. We're looking for the players that are not... Going to reflect what's going on on the field. That are going. We're looking for the players that are going to inject something new, and and positive on the field. You know, we have too many players. Like I think Giassi zardes is one of these who who whatever level we're playing at, he'll he'll get up there. He'll get there. Maybe you know he'll he'll rise to the occasion and and keep up with the rest of the with his mates on the pitch. But we're looking for the Jermaine Joneses who are with his buddies. We're looking for the Jermaine Joneses who are gonna not really give a fuck what level everybody else is playing and just come in and crush. That's what we We want.
1: We want the front runners, not the peloton. (laughs) There you go. Screw that peloton.
0: So, so what's what changes here would you make to this eleven?
1: Well, so you, you put uh, Nagby in the midfield and then Bedoya potentially in the front three and then replaced him with Wood. My yeah. my core, I, I would probably want Bedoya in there somewhere, uh, but my core question is what do we do about Wood Altidore? Because Wood, while competent on the wing, uh, I don't know if he would be the most effective, and I'd probably rather have someone like Nagby, which leads me to consider Wood and Josie uh, you know, rivals for that one spot. And I'm on the Wood i I I I got wood.
0: You would start wood you would do a lone striker starting wood over the I would Josie do a lone Altidore. striker
1: starting wood and I would have Ooh. Josie Altador on the bench, I gotta say. I know I know that is uh that is disrespectful. That is it's that disrespect. is downright rude considering That's blasphemy the service that uh Josie Altador has done for this country. But mm-hmm. I, I I was just thinking of the big games that he's been in recently mm-hmm. in, for for the US. For the US. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel like he puts it together in those moments to make oh, a big yeah. difference. I've I feel like he's he's I've a bit of a flat track bully. Way. Yeah, and uh, mm. and and you know Bobby Wood uh, for for all of his uh, for all of his early struggles has scored uh, two games in a row against Mexico. Um, so he's a guy who, uh, when his back is against the wall, whatever's in his psychology just triggers, and he becomes this like Hulk. Bobby Wood, yeah, you know that is one of those he choices. Is I he's mean, thrusting
0: hard. He's thrusting all over the, the pitch. That's one of those like choices. So, would you be then embarking on a on a, in a on a multiverse in which Bobby Wood becomes our number one striker for a number of years?
1: That that's where I would be right now, and wow. I would not be above Josie, uh, you know, reclaiming that spot. But but to me. The modern game dictates that you should play one striker, and he's the guy I would go with over over Josmer.
0: Wow, woody, wow, wow. So you'd have Bedoya in the midfield. You'd have no Altador.
1: Right. No Altador. And then I think, yeah, Nagby, Morris, and Wood would be my front three. And then for the, for the I would probably go with the same three in midfield as, as you with, with Bedoya and uh, Leggett and Bradley. But I could be convinced about uh, I don't know maybe a Mr. Hindman.
0: Bring in Emerson only half Hyndman. joking, only half um, joking.
1: Seriously, yeah, or so, what about no, Will Trap? I mean, am I'm, I'm like le- f- speaking of four the legit five question. eighths out of five joking about Emerson Hindman. <laughs> but <laughs> I know. you know, I think I think Leggett has a good a good uh, stake to that claim claim to that stake. What's what's the he's, his, like he's got a good claim up. to that. Rope, he's, he's roped he's up that particular steer, <laughs> um, and and has shown that he can pair well with the the guys who are going to be in there. Uh, I, of course, my Pookie babies, uh, Will Trap and uh, Kellen Acosta would would also be top of the list for me. But being being more realistic regarding what we've seen recently, I think Leggett would be a strong choice. Um, and then the four at the back. You know, we we talked about how. Uh, you want to set up batteries, like when you're playing the the three uh-huh. yeah, uh, attackers that you want those. I didn't put a whole lot of thought on to, into side. that
0: when I strung together my rando eleven.
1: <laughs> you're on the spot eleven. Yeah, but um, that that to me is a big challenge. Is uh, how do you pair, say Fabian Johnson with Polisic when they both actually play very similar roles for their club teams? Well, I and... should have I
0: should have been braver and just fucking put Greg Garza out there like I really wanted to. Yeah, you put that's what I'm
1: getting Greg to. that's what I'm getting to Greg Garza
0: man. Garza baby Garza is is a tank.
1: Or He's via Fania. Big- So you you put a more a more static uh uh, uh fullback there and then in uh, behind Pulisic and then you could use Johnson uh, on one of those wing slots and bring Nagby into the middle. Um
0: but then what do you do with... Uh, then you Then you have Yedlin at right back.
1: Then you have, right, Yedlin and Johnson on the same side. So the the fact that our our two best fullbacks right now happen to be attacking fullbacks does kind of contradict the uh, three-up-front approach. So they it may does. go with the... And then combined with the Wood and Josie conundrum, they may abandon the one-striker one, one striker approach for a two-striker approach, which I, I don't particularly agree with but would understand. Um, yeah. So it's, it's... Oh, it's poised. It's poised. And I, I'm just... I'm so hopeful that Oh, should we I'm do, a little, yep. Let's Let's do
0: a little hopes bling, and fears? Let's jump into a little hopes, blank and fears. But A little hopes and fears moving into <laughs> the gap. We're we're, we're looking yeah. forward to Honduras in World Cup qualifying. We're going to get a Rasta. We're going to do a Rasta pod. So this Hopes and Fears uh, relate specifically to the time between now and when the roster is released for the game versus Honduras. Ty, what's your hope?
1: So uh, it's been a bit of a plateau for our players in Europe, and they're the only ones who are actually going to be playing or f- for most of the stretch between now and that camp. MLS will start uh, between now and that camp. but. Uh, mainly the action that we'll see from our, from our Yanks will be the uh, Europeans uh, playing. And it, it, it hasn't felt like someone has really stepped up their, their, their level, as Jurgen used to say, uh, since Polisic did this time last year, where he, he went from hot prospect uh, youth team player to established first team regular in a, in a very short period of time. And my hope is that someone of that cohort in Europe really raises their stock quite a bit, and and becomes uh, becomes maybe a player we've already, always hoped that they would be, or uh, regains a form that they've previously had. Right, we've um, got
0: about we've got about five lottery tickets in there right now. Right, Cameron Carter-Vickers.
1: Yep, you got a I, lot you, of lottery. You got tickets. Julian
0: Green. You got yep, Matt Miazga. You've got Gideon Zalalem, you have Emerson Heineman. Absolutely. So any so. one of those players could, in a very short period of time, experience some chemical change from puberty and, and, and skyrocket to, to, you know, some kind of stardom. You know, they're, they're all close. They're all right on the fringes.
1: Indeed, indeed. And uh, you could totally see, I'm thinking particularly of Heineman. you know, if he yeah, keeps yeah. the stretch going... Where he, uh. he's at Rangers. Rangers are a real team in a real league. You know, the Scottish... Scottish. Uh, you, you, uh, let me give you a, a parallel. You remember uh, Perry Kitchen coming in for, you know, 10 minutes at a time. Perry Kitchen's played in these January camp kind of games. He's yeah. like at that similar stage of, of LeJet. Maybe not quite as strong, but, but yeah. there, you know, that Walker Zimmerman type of player. Um, Emerson Hyndman is at a better team, currently doing even better than Perry Kitchen, who is doing quite well. For his team, uh, so so for me that that is a uh, a a opportunity where if he, if he's able to continue that form, maybe he really is in consideration for for another uh, senior team uh, stretch, and I mean, and maybe he, seems... he can actually show us that he was just missing the opportunities. He wasn't losing his skills; he was just missing opportunities for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, it seems like that dude has been around for ages uh, with totally. his, with the U.S. soccer. Uh, establishment and it seems like he's been a pro for ages and it it, to me it has always looked like the spot is just waiting for him to grow into it him and will trap I've always felt about those two guys that oh, they're the just it, it's just a matter of time but you know as more and more time passes you have to wonder are they is that are they really going to achieve uh, the potential that we thought they would or, or not. And Emerson Hyndman, it's been good recently. You know, I would, I would li- like nothing more than for, to see Emerson Heineman become America's next top Emerson Hyndman. Oh, uh, I would love that.
1: That is truly his potential. It That's is. his and his alone.
0: The, yeah. No one, to one else become can be America's
1: next top Heinman.
0: <laughs> it's, it's actually against the rules for anyone other than Hyndman to do that.
1: <laughs> Except for Shellis his grandfather, former coach of FC Dallas, he could still be America's he could next still top be Hyman.
0: America's next top Heineman because there's yet to be fear? America's Are first you afraid top Heineman. Fears, huh? Fears, 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 fears. Ah, uh, Kakutamane, uh, right? Kakutamane. Oh, I fear it'd be great. It'd be great to see him. I, I the the idea what i've been told is that he'll he'll be eligible uh by by the time this this camp comes my fear is that some strange bureaucratic rule gets in the way of kukutamane's ascension to the u.s men's national team and through some confusing mix-up of paperwork the young man's got to wait even longer to be fully well you don't you
1: don't have to team. worry because there's not a lot of uh, legislation right now about um Immigrants or refugee <laughs> people.
0: Yeah, or I, was, like
1: that. So I was hoping to I don't make a, anyone's and danger yeah, I don't of that a, or anything like I that. I was
0: hoping to make a very subtle, <laughs> very subtle touch on the subject. Uh, a little more explicit now. That's all right though. But yeah, I do. I do hope everything. I do hope everything goes smoothly with that. And I can't wait to. I can't wait to see him on the field. It does. Does seem like it's only a matter of time before he joins
1: this squad i think i think regardless of your uh position on certain political issues everyone can agree that kakuta come on in bud come on we in, want bro. you 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 love this country you love the, <laughs> you hell, love out the hell out of this
0: country welcome the, this darling guy, to this guy
1: commutes like an hour and a half to work going across the i mean border it's every cr- day. have we
0: ever told this uh, explained his Let's scenario on the show he is, he is he is I don't I don't know all the details but he's like he's playing for a team which he chose so that he could like or he's living like an hour and a half away in a, in a army camp or something and so that he <laughs> can be in a territory even though he plays for a team in Canada so he can be in an American territory and be working yeah, he, how's it how what's it what is it exactly
1: he's in he's in Point Roberts Washington not far from you. Heyo. And it's this little island that happens to be the closest land of America to Vancouver, Canada. And he he drives to Vancouver, but he has to maintain his residence in in Point Washington, which is this like like uh, I'm not going to say any anything disparaging, but it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's it's not it's <laughs> it not ain't Vancouver. Shit There, there's <laughs> not, not a lot there. there. Not a lot there. Uh, so this, this is a guy who is extremely dedicated to America in a, a similar fashion to the way Nagby, when, when, when Darlington Nagby finally made his debut for the U.S. after coming here as a kid and, you know, uh, uh, achieving the, the, the dreams that his that his mother set out for him and, and all this stuff, um, finally getting to put on a U.S. shirt and, and, and hit the field... Uh he, he beamed he beamed that trademark winning Nagby smile. <laughs> oh that warmed what my are you, heart. What
0: are you trying to sell bath salts? Get and, this guy. Uh, you're gonna want Darlington Nagby on your on your poster. If you're selling you sell? cell phone
1: plans, yeah Oh this man, Nagby, oh you're my trying to move those God, cell phone plans. With
0: this guy. You gotta get this guy Nagby to your branch. He will <laughs> sell, he will sell the if shit out earns? of these T Mobiles. Peace. You try to get rid it, of that lime green yeah, coop.
1: I'll buy a mortgage-backed security <laughs> from him. <laughs> Man,
0: this guy is. I will. I will do whatever you say. So Kakuta,
1: to... I, I love the hell out of this country, and Kakuta Mane gives me uh, a, a a a a jolt of patriotic joy to see Absolutely. his patriotism. And uh, and I would really love him to play for this country. And, uh, you know who's... Yeah, I'm united with your fear there. No yeah. red tape, please. No red
0: tape, please. Let's let this one go through. You know who's uh, doing a great job of of being an awesome uh, part of the American dream <laughs> in the football, in the soccer universe, is Fernando Fiore, making stories Fernando. out of
1: nothing. The dude is
0: broadcast MVP, bro. He's doing the most ridiculous shit in his pregame and his halftime. He's like diving around with the U.S. fans. His, I believe, his pregame, his pregame uh, actual tidbit of reporting was that he stomped his foot on the ground and said, "Do you think these players are going to have any trouble running on this?" I think not. And the entire, the rest of his whole bit was him MVP. just like with like costumes. MVP. He's putting hats on. It was incredible.
1: He. So, um, there's an old screed about, uh, about Evian water being basically a prank that French people discovered that Americans would buy fucking water if it had a French name on it.
0: Oh, man. They were right.
1: Fernando Fiore is the Hispanic soccer equivalent of Evian. (laughs) How so? He's testing the theory that as long as you sound like an authentic Hispanic (laughs) soccer person... (laughs) <laughs> that Americans will think you're an expert.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I feel like I, I feel like he's he's almost intentionally preparing. Like he's using this no name game, this forgettable game, as an opportunity to create a video clip for the eventual montage that will be made when he retires of all the ridiculous shit he did while he was working. That's what he's i working think He's working on doing. tape. He's working on tape, bro. He's like, there's no real story here. I'm gonna log one for the for the montage.
1: So that's two competing Fernando Fiore theories. What's <laughs> going on with this guy?
0: <laughs> Why is this guy doing all this weird shit?
1: <laughs> who, who are know? these people?
0: What you, who are these people? What do you guys think? What do you guys think, you guys think of Fernando Fiore's halftime antics pod. at WT? Oh, uh, very
1: quickly. Pod. We gotta we gotta get out of here, but gotta do um, it. shouts to the camera crew at uh Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Tennessee. For for starting pretty weak, they haven't having some trouble with this really odd camera angle. <laughs> <laughs> Not tracking the ball super well in the first five minutes, and recovering, and you know getting getting a rhythm, getting and eventually successfully shooting a soccer game. I know it's the ball moves a little <laughs> bit farther, faster than than the pigskin, yeah. but you guys really pulled it together, and I'm <laughs> proud of you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, narrow field out
1: there. <laughs> camera guy field. had a couple shots before the game. Let's yeah, just, you guys. Let's just put it out there. Sorry, I was yeah. trying to be thinly veiled as well, but yeah. yeah camera, they... camera guy sucking on a julep. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They pulled it together, man. They pulled it together. It's all we can ask for. They didn't miss any major events like goals, which has happened right, in right. for US games. So. That has
1: happened, yeah. So, it was, got, it was like Tim Ream scored in one of the games and it, it was like, "You, you got to no trust footage. me. I really did score." There was no footage.
0: No, <laughs> no highlight footage. for the highlight reels. No it's
1: footage. It's the Zapruder film. <laughs> there
0: was there was probably not a large number of fans, but hundreds of fans, hundreds no of fans footage.
1: witnessed it. <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> It's like some of the shit Babe Ruth did. Exactly. All right, dudes. I am uh, a big fan of plugging my computer charger in and then charging my phone from my computer. I feel like everything's getting charged.
1: Electricity everywhere.
0: <laughs> Every Everything. It's just wow. passing through and charging up. So wow. I like that. Uh, I like pop-up art shows. Uh, I, I like them, although I, I don't think... Most of the time, the word "pop up" is justified. I think most of the time, it's it's a really pre-planned event, right. um, much like right. a regular gallery opening. But <laughs> but I enjoy when someone yeah. r- invites me to something called a pop up art show. I recognize it should be called a gallery opening, and I go and I have a good time, and I don't complain. I like those, and I really like um, lift service. Lift cab service is <sighs> saving me on a. Not nightly basis, can't afford that, but, you know, pretty regular basis, saving, saving me from tough, tough times and long walks. But I don't like any of that shit as much as I love the gnats, Let's go, Let's
1: boys! Do-
0: it's we the people. It's we the people.
1: It's we the people. It's we the people. <laughs> Goodbye, people. <laughs> Goodbye, people.
0: Goodbye. I need you to say goodbye, people. I, I, I can't goodbye, stop people. recording and say, say goodbye, people. <laughs> <laughs>